Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, and welcome to the Roman Around League podcast. I'm your host, former NFL scout, Tyler Roman. It's finally here, week one of the NFL season. Football fans everywhere are rejoicing, myself included. The season kicks off tonight with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Dallas Cowboys, so the season is thankfully underway. In today's episode, I'm going to preview the Washington football team and Los Angeles Chargers game this Sunday, look at some matchups that are worth keeping an eye on for the team, also some guys I like in the first week of fantasy football. A lot to get to, so let's get started. You know, Washington has the Los Angeles, Char- Los Angeles Chargers this week. You know, a good young team, a team that I think we much improved off of last year. They went 7-9. and nine. I think they can reach that 9 or 10 win, win plateau, talking about Los Angeles. Obviously, they're in a tough division with Mahomes and the Chiefs and a very good defense in Denver with Mom Miller and Bradley Chubb and Kyle Fuller, Patrick Stan II. Um, you know, on their defense, the Raiders, you know, I don't know what the Raiders are. They've had, you know, good starts this season and then uh, mellow out at the end, so they need definitely a better uh, def- defense if they're going to contend this year. But um, overall, the Chargers are a good team. I think it's going to be a good matchup this Sunday. Uh, I think it hopefully will be a little bit of an advantage for Washington having a West Coast team coming to a 1 o'clock start here on Sunday. You know, this team is a, like I said, an up-and-coming team that has a lot of young talent, you know, spearheaded with, you know, the rookie sensation from a year ago, Justin Herbert, rookie of the year, a guy that's only get better, um, been the best quarterback out of that draft so far. Joe Burrow got hurt, but he's playing well, but obviously Herbert had the better season overall regardless. Um, so again, the Chargers are coming in this week, and I think it'll be a good game. We'll look at the Chargers defense. Um, the Chargers have good, you know, some good players and collectively on that defense. Uh, some guys that Washington needs to keep an eye on. First and foremost, you have Joey Bosa. Um, he's one of the best pass rushers in the NFL. Um, definitely in that upper echelon. This team has to keep an, you know, an eye on him um, going against Charles Leno Jr. and Sam Cosby. Charles Leno Jr. has been a solid left tackle in this week for the last seven years. So I think he can hopefully hold his own. And Sam Cosby, though, he's a rookie. Um, they're going to move Joey Bosa to both sides uh, to get him the you know best matchup for himself and wreck habit. And that's you know what best teams do. Um, luckily, they don't have Melvin Ingram on the other side this year. It's going to be more of a Kyle Frackrell rotation, the guy that isn't one of the guys they picked up in free agency. Um, so at least, you know, you know Joey Bosa is really going to be the one they focus on the edge rusher position. Um, little worried about the matchup when he has up against Cosme. I mean, Cosme obviously is a little inexperienced, had some falls in Texas the last couple years, definitely needs to get stronger. He's an athletic guy, but, you know, he's never seen a guy like Joey Bosa um, in the Big 12. Um, obviously, going against Chase Young and Montez Sweat um, was, you know, best the best practice he could have gotten. Um, Joey Bosa's in the same league as those guys. Bosa might be a little better, obviously, because he's been in the league longer. Um, but obviously, I think Chase and Montez can get there one day, but I think Bosa is a better overall rusher. Um, you know, week one of the 2021 season. So Joey Bosa is a guy this team has to game plan for. I would bring in a tight end to chip a lot, and they've been high on Samus Reyes if he's active. Um, just to give, you know, Cosme or Leno some help. Um, 
John Bates was a good tight end, a good blocky tight end. Boise State, I would definitely do some chips. Um, running back to the backfield, McKissick, hopefully get a shoulder on him uh, before it runs out for a route. Same thing with Antonio Gibson or even Jaron Patterson gets in. So that's someone they definitely have to account for. Um, Jerry Tillery's a interior defensive lineman who's only getting better as an inside rusher. I liked him in Notre Dame a few years ago. Um, he's really coming into his own. I think he's going to have a breakout year this year. So it's someone Sheriff, Eric Flowers, and Chase Roulet is going to have to account for. Um, you know, he could, he could eat if they're, you know, focusing too much on Joey Bosa. So Jerry Tillery is a guy that, you know, this team obviously needs to account for as well. Kenneth Murray is one of the better young linebackers in this league going into his second year. Uh, I was really high on him, him in uh, Oklahoma two years ago. Sideline to sideline ability as a linebacker, great speed. Um, wasn't able to, uh, I think he had a pro day time of like 4-4 at Oklahoma or 4-5, low 4-5. So definitely the speed is there. Good ball skills. Um, up and down rookie season, but I came came on towards the second half of the season. So Kenneth Murray um, is a guy that, you know, another one this team has to, he's going to probably, you know, cover the running backs out of the backfield, you know, JD coming out and route. And Murray's a, you know, good coverage linebacker. Um, Derwin James, you know, Derwin James is one of my favorite defensive players in all the NFL, one of my favorites to watch. He could do it all, play in the box, play in the slot. He could play outside corner. He could play single high. Um, he's fine. He's back healthy, basically missing the last two years, but he's one of the best player not just safety's best defensive players in the NFL when healthy so um I know he's raring to get going he hasn't played like like I said in so long he's gonna be someone's gonna match up on Logan a little bit Logan Thomas in the middle of the field um I can see him covering the slot a little bit whether it be Adam Humphreys or Curtis Samuels Curtis Samuels able to go so Derwin James is another guy that um yeah, it's going to be a tough matchup for this Washington team. Uh, Cornerbacks-wise, you know, you got Chris Harris Jr. is one of the upper echelon slot corners in the NFL. He's going to be taking care of Adam Humphreys. Um, and Michael Davis had a really nice year last year. Got him extension with the Chargers. He's going to be on the outside, along with Asante Samuel Jr., um, another rookie, second-round pick from Florida State, a guy that I'm high on as well. Um, had a nice preseason, but again, he's a rookie, so the offense has to take advantage of that. Um, I think Terry McLaurin's going to have a good day. I actually think he's going to have, you know, close to 100 yards. I think Michael Davis and Sante Samuel aren't going to be able to contain him because, again, Chris Harris Jr. mainly covers the slot, and that's what he's great at. Um, you know, so I definitely would try to get Terry the ball as much as possible. Obviously, the big question mark for this offense is, you know, is, is Curtis Samuel going to play? You know, Curtis has been obviously hurt for two or three months now going back to minicamp. He was able to do individual drills on Monday um, at the time of this recording. Um, like I said, it's all, he's always done so far. Obviously, a step in the right direction. He'll only take a couple part in team drills. Um, definitely need more of that if he's going to contribute on Sunday. I know Ron said that he doesn't want him to play if he's 100%. Totally get that. That's You don't want this injury to linger any longer than it already has. Um, you know, Curtis Samuel was a big marquee addition when it comes to the receiving group this offseason. You need him if he's out for a prolonged time. It's pretty much the same group it was last year, plus, you know, De'Ami Brown, who I also listen to the podcast is really high on De'Ami, but he is a rookie as well. So, um, you know, Curtis, hopefully he plays on Sunday. That would be a big help for this team. He would bring, you know, something to this team that hasn't had in a couple of years, a guy that can play, you know, obviously in the slot, in the backfield, outside receiver, X, Y, doesn't matter. Um, another guy that, you know, could help combat these weapons that the Chargers have in their defense. Um, and a guy that I think will, you know, help this team get better as the season goes on. So if he doesn't play week one, it's not the end of the world. But obviously it would be a really, you know, really, really big plus for this team. Um, going up against a, you know, tough Chargers defense. Um, and they have, you know, good defensive coordinator-minded head coach. Um, Brandon Saley is his first NFL you know, head coaching position. Let's see how he does in his first NFL game. Um, obviously, he had a really good defense with the Rams last year. He had, you know, great personnel with Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, um, John Johnson, all those guys. So, um, 
you know, it's a little different with the Chargers, but like I said, they, like I've already mentioned, aforementioned, they have some good talent as well. So um, offense might, you know, struggle a little bit on Sunday. I'm expecting that. I don't expect them to put up, you know, 30, 40 points. I think if they can get, you know, 20, 24, that'd be fantastic and put this team in a position to win the game. Uh, moving in the Washington's defensive matchup going against the Chargers offense, obviously it starts with Justin Herbert. Um, not just one of the best young quarterbacks in the NFL, he's quickly becoming one of the best overall NFL quarterbacks. Um, love his, you know, deep arm strength, great accuracy, tough in the pocket, stands in the pocket, takes a hit, really deadly on rollouts. Um, so I think a team, I think Washington really needs a game plan for that So because he made a lot of good play, big plays um, using that last year. Obviously, they have a new coordinator, so I mean, maybe it's a little different, you know, aspect of offense. But if they want a guy to succeed, they're going to they're gonna carry over some of that because obviously Herbert thrived in those kind of situations last year. So they're going to want to move the pocket as well, obviously, with Chase. And Montez Sweat coming off the edge. Um, I expect Chase and Montez to have a good game. Uh, I think Chase is going to have you know, a little, maybe a little bit extra motivation going against Rashawn Slater, the first-round pick from the Northwestern for the Chargers this year. I know a lot of people were mentioning how Slater held his own in college against Chase Young, so maybe Chase wants some little bit of revenge. He might not even listen to that, but you, you never know. Any, any Anything to get some players motivated, sometimes that works. So I expect Chase to have a nice game. Brian Balog is a good right, you know, you know, really good right tackle. He's been in the league for a while now, the former Packer. So he's going to be going against Montez and Chase as well. Um, so obviously, I, I expect them to have a nice game. I, I think I can see this team getting three or four sacks between Montez, Chase, guys in the interior, obviously, with John Allen, Tim Settle, Deron Payne, Matt Anaitis. So um, could bring some blitzes as well. Maybe Javon Davis comes on. John Bosick was effective blitzer last year from the inside linebacker position. So um, I think, you know, Del Rio might have to get a little creative to get some pressure um, if, you know, they do a good job on the edges. But again, I think Chase and Montez can win those matchups. Not consistently, but they're going to make some plays. Um, obviously, the best receiver is Keenan Allen. He's one of the best receivers in the NFL. He's a beauty to watch run routes. Um, the intricacies that he you know puts in route running is next level. Um, love watching that guy play. Um, he's going to be a tough cover. He's going to be mainly in the slot. I think Kendall Fuller is going to be mainly in the slot now that I think St. Juice is, by all, all counts, starting outside corner opposite William Jackson, and Kendall's going to play. The slot, obviously, uh, that's a nickel formation in base. Kendall and William Jackson are still the starting corners, two starting corners. Um, but I think Keenan and Kendall's going to match up a lot. I think Kendall, you know, some of his best success in his NFL career has been as a slot corner. So I think Kendall should, you know, hold his own against Keenan. But Keenan's going to eat as well. You just got to contain him because, like I said, the guy is special um, with his route running and, you know, obviously has great hands as well. Um, then you have Austin Eckler, you know, one of the best dual threat running backs in the NFL right now. He's great out of the backfield. <clears throat> um, you know, running his routes and obviously, you know, running through the tackles as well. So I think Eckler is a guy that, you know, his team has to account for. Hopefully, Jamin Davis, Bostic, and Cole Holcomb will have their, you know, work out for him. Landon Collins as well, playing in the box because obviously Eckler is going to make some plays. You've got to limit him. Mike Williams and Josh Palmer, their other, you know, top receivers. Mike Williams obviously is a big play threat, big body guy, 6'4, 220. Um, I think William Jackson will be able to handle him. Um, but again, they're going to try to do some big plays. And Mike, Mike has some, you know, really he's very lethal in those jump ball situations. So look for that down the field. Maybe um, Josh Palmer will be their other receiver, rookie third round pick out of Tennessee, a guy they're really high on. He had a really nice preseason. Um, he's really moved up that depth chart. He's going to get some run as well. Uh, another big play threat. So I'm sure they're going to try to get him the ball as well. Um, so overall, like I said, this Chargers offense has some weapons. This is why I think they can be a nine or ten win team at AFC West. Um, my biggest caveat, like I said, is you know tough for a West Coast team to come across country and play against, you know, a one o'clock time set against a you know Eastern you know Eastern you know state team. So I'm gonna give you know Washington the edge there. Like I said, it's more of a toss up. Um, 
I expect I think Washington will get the win though. I'm gonna go 24-21 uh, with a close game, and you know hopefully this team gets off to a good start and a good one and zero start. They have a quick turnaround on Thursday against the New York Giants. Um, it'd be obviously huge for them to get off to a quick you know one and zero, two and zero start um, before and going into that Bills game in Week Three, which obviously will be their probably toughest matchup to date. So um, you know definitely want this team to get off to a great start. I think all the potential is there. Um, and like I said, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a good game. I think fans can enjoy that. And, you know, hopefully it'll make it even sweeter if the Washington football team come out with a win. Next, I'm going to look at a uh, fantasy football. Just some guys that I kind of, you know, want to mention to you guys for hopefully your fantasy teams. Um, obviously not, I'm not going to look at the top guys. Everyone knows those guys are going to play every week and no, regardless of matchup proof per se. So just a couple guys to throw out there that you keep in mind. Maybe you're streaming some guys this week. Obviously it's week one, so you're not really doing too much of that, but, or maybe you guys have some back and forth on who you want to start on your, on your roster. So, um, just the guys I'm going to throw out there, Trevor Lawrence against the Houston Texans. If you're streaming quarterbacks week to week, some people do that. I think Trevor has a nice matchup against Houston Texans. Obviously it's his first, you know, regular season game. He was really good against Dallas that last preseason game. Um, so I think you know he has some he could build some momentum after that. This is more indicative on Houston's team and defense as a whole. They're not very talented. They definitely are vying for that number one overall spot in next year's draft. I think Trevor um, is gonna be obviously a very good NFL quarterback, and I think he's gonna get off to a nice start. I don't think Jacksonville's gonna have the greatest season ever. This might be one of their highlights of their season. But I really like um, his matchup this week. I mean, he's going to have Lavisca Chanel, DJ Shark, Marvin Jones, James Robinson, are running back. So he has some weapons, and he's going to, you know, make some plays. He obviously, he makes some plays with his legs as well. So I think Trevor, if you need a pinch and the guy you're streaming, I think Lawrence is a, a solid play this week. Looking at some running backs, Gus Edwards against the Raiders. Um, I think a lot of guys are, he's, you know, more in the RB2 conversation anyways with the injuries to Justice Hill and J.K. Dobbins. He's a starting running back there in Baltimore. Um, you know, them going against the Raiders on Monday night, the Raiders defense is not good. I, you know, mentioned them a little earlier talking about the AFC West. So I think Gus is going to have a nice game, could see 100 yards going against that, you know, suspect front seven. So Gus was a guy to consider. Mike Davis, Atlanta Falcons running back, going against Philly. Philly's defense, I'm not really high in as well. They have obviously good interior with Fletcher Cox um, and Brandon Graham on the edge, but the linebacker is still a suspect. I could see Mike Davis having some, you know, good production for Atlanta out of the backfield as well, catching the passes, catching the passes as well. Um, Leonard Fournette against Dallas on Thursday night. Uh, he's going to obviously in time share with Ronald Jones still, but you know, I can see Fournette, you know, if you're in a flex position, um, I don't think I still, my jury's still out on Dallas defense. I know people think they're going to be so much more improved, but yes, Dan Quinn's a better defensive coordinator, but it's not like they improved the defense that much. I think Micah Parsons is going to be a good linebacker for them, but you know, we'll see. I guess I may have been too down on him, but I think Fournette could be a guy that could definitely get a touchdown or two on Thursday night. Uh, Saquon Barkley, obviously, is a huge name. Um, I would just be aware of him. I think I would still start him. It looks like he's going to play against Denver. Might be on a pitch count. Uh, really just be aware of him because, like I said, the pitch count, obviously, he might not play as much. And Denver is a really good defense. You know, the overall, they have all three levels solid players above average starters um, borderline stars at each level so um you know i think that's gonna be a tough matchup for saquon regardless even if he's 100 healthy and with him um you know coming in and not playing a full workload it might not be the greatest day for his first week back some receivers uh t higgins Bengals wide receiver going against the minnesota vikings i'm a big t higgins fan loved him at clemson um Thought he should have went in the first round that year, but um, he had a really nice rookie year, struggled with some drops, but I think he's only going to get better. Um, you know, definitely a big play threat, big body receiver. I think Joe loves throwing to him. 
I think he's the best receiver on that team right now. Um, Jamar Chase, I think, is coming, obviously, and Tyler Boyd's a great slot receiver. So um, I think Higgins could have a nice game against the Minnesota Vikings. That defense was horrible last year. I think it will be better this year, but still some suspect you know, components in that secondary. I like Patrick Peterson addition for Minnesota, but he's not the same player he was four or five years ago. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr. going against Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks se secondary is suspect as well, especially the cornerback position. Um, Michael Pittman Jr., this is not just for this week. I think he's a guy that can have a breakout year this year for Indianapolis. T.Y. Hilton's going to be out for a good part of the season, and Michael Pittman Jr., as another guy, was high on two years ago, second-round pick for the Colts. Yeah, oddly enough, he was Washington's pick, the pick they ended up trading to move him in the first round to get Montez Sweat. Um, that's how he landed with the Colts. But either way, he was a guy at USC that I really liked. Four-year player, another big body guy, good route runner, um, really nice after the catch. So I think Pittman Jr. is going to have a nice year with Carson Wentz as long as Carson Wentz can stay healthy. And I think that starts this week against Seattle Seahawks. Just a few tight ends. Mike Gusecki for the Dolphins going against the Patriots. Um, Gusecki had a you know nice you know sort of breakout year last year with 700 yards. Um, that was mostly with Fitzpatrick, but apparently he's had but a really nice rapport with Tua Tagovailoa. And that's obviously necessary with Tua being the quarterback there um, for the foreseeable future. So Gusecki's, you know, another good tight end um, coming in this league. I think he's going to have another nice year. And I, um, I think, you know, the Patriots are, you know, pretty solid matchup for him. And then lastly, um, Jared Cook, you know, tight end from the Chargers. I didn't mention him as much in the weapons. Older guy, but still a quality tight end. He still had some injuries last year for the Saints, but was effective when he was playing. Um, Washington did have some struggle against tight ends last year, especially in fantasy purposes. So um, I can see Jared Cook having... You know, a good 50 yards, maybe a touchdown. I think Herbert's going to look for him early in this early in this game. A guy that can have a safety blanket, especially if they're able to you know shut down or at least neutralize Keenan Allen and Mike Williams on the outside. So Jared Cook is another solid play if uh, you need a tight end for this week. Well, with that, that will include this Roman League episode. So excited to talk about meaningful football again. The new 17-game grind of a season is finally here. I think it will be a good game this weekend between Washington football team and LA Charters with a slight edge to Washington. I hope some of these fantasy tips will help you in your leagues as well. Next week, I'll be with a new, be back with a new episode previewing the Washington football day, team game versus the New York Giants with a look back at the Chargers game. You can follow me on Twitter at NFLScout21 and Instagram at RomanLeagueUnderscorePod. Thanks for listening. Please rate and subscribe. This is your host, Tyler Roman, signing off. See you next time.